0: Welcome to the cinephile hissy fit podcast the tirade filled movie debate podcast hosted by two film critics cool dads and struggling teachers i'm don shanahan
1: and i am the nerfed hulk as all the fanboys like don would say uh william johnson
0: that, that'll work that'll work we're damn glad to have you folks ladies and gentlemen this is all for tantrum's sake where shared passions and high fives wash away any place for hate In the end, we encourage you all to love what you love, but for now, the gloves are off and the hissy fit is on. This week, we are transitioning from the big screen to the small screen. Because it has movie ties, we feel like we can talk about some of these. And we have the Marvel show, Will Johnson in the house, where we (laughs) felt like we can take a quick little episode to talk a little TV. So uh, diving into the MCU phase four television, we're going to talk about She-Hulk, recommended by Will Johnson is the guy who's kind of been uh, really enjoying the show. I'm right there with him and enjoying it as well. But uh we'll keep our format with the idea that the lover will go first. They will get five uninterrupted minutes of their own to shower any praise or stating a high minded case why it's a good thing. The hater or the second person will follow with their own five uninterrupted minutes to present their counterpoints or any manner of intellectual scorched earth. After that, we'll open it up for 15 to 50 minutes of a shared conversation where the hissy fit really gets chippy. But for this show, I think we are both got the a radiation in our blood to enjoy this so let's go
1: we sure well what made you want to
0: bring in what made you want to bring in she-hulk and cross the lines to tv
1: well you know it's a it's a very um as everything is these days a very divisive show um i think there are legitimate arguments i think they're in both the positive and the negative but also right. as the show points out there's also a lot of very illegitimate um complaints oh, yeah. about the show and I I just love the fact that I mean if we're talking about the MCU in general I think I think a lot of people are saying phase 4 doesn't have a direction and I think with which I know you didn't watch but the the drop of the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania mm-hmm. starting to establish Kang as um Kang is 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 the main villain in that movie and is is going to be featured moving forward um maybe not quite as layered as Thanos was throughout the first couple Avengers movies and Guardians of the Galaxy but Kang is shaping up so I I think we're going to find out we just need to have patience I think we do live in a reactionary culture but one thing that I like about uh phase four and this is what drives me crazy about all the criticism about the MCU is, you know, for the first, what, 12, 13 years, everyone's talking about how it's just this big machine and assembly line and no one has any uh, creative say in anything that they're doing. And there's no change in tone and it's all follows a template and everything like that. And then Marvel gives us phase four, which is completely different. I mean, not only is it more creator driven, because we've seen stuff from, Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi, you know Taika Waititi for better or worse being Taika Waititi. Um, On the television front, we're we're seeing different like different viewpoints of the Marvel universe, and and then getting like some of these amazing new things like Shang Chi and things like that. Um, This She Hulk, I think, is probably this might be a bold claim, but. You know, am I in my five minutes or are we just free talking? I feel like,
0: yeah, I feel like the clock is the clock. So take it as you will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fire away, man. I I just feel that we're getting to a point now where the media, it's almost like it's it's no coincidence that Disney owns Marvel because um, this feels the closest I've ever felt with comic book movies. Uh, to to us living a visual comic book um and the reason why is because and the reason why i think phase four is so successful is because they're taking a different approach to the universe they're you know the phase one two and three was very much the infinity saga we don't know what phase four five and six is going to be yet we have ideas but what i really like is that they took um some of the best elements of the infinity saga and we're like okay but let's make this just like and i've been saying this since we reviewed doctor strange and and some of the other shows and stuff let's make this a true comic book and and the reason why i like she hulk is because when you go to a comic book store and i remember when the main series that this is kind of based on i mean she hulk's got a very long history but I do remember specifically when they started focusing like on the attorney at law part, when they made a comic specifically for, "I don't know the run, I don't know the artist, so forgive me," but off the top of my head. But I remember sometime I think it was early 2000s or something when, and all the comic book geeks out there are going to get mad at me because I don't remember, but there was like a, a very like She-Hulk attorney- at law focus, where it was comedy-based, and the, the stakes weren't really that high. And nothing was taken too seriously. And so when I was watching She-Hulk, I was kind of like, man, I feel like I'm in the comic book store. Because, yeah, I can still go get my weird comic, like, I can get my weird horror stuff up here with Doctor Strange. I can go get my, you know, Kung Fu stuff over here with Shang-Chi. I can get my strange mystical stuff like Moon Knight over here. I can get my cosmic stuff over here and then i can go get something where i can just sit back relax and watch marvel make fun of itself and and also just be like a comic book i mean we are truly phase 4 to me is the ultimate example of a comic book rack at the comic book store not every comic you go to is the same not every marvel comic is the same you can and you can just buy all kinds of different issues and get different flavors and different tastes it's just like listening to different types of music and that's why i kind of wanted to bring it up because I think it's just a beautiful representation of what comics are supposed to be. Like people talk about source material, you know, and being faithful to source material. And I know we'll get into this because I know that you don't, you and a lot of other people don't like what's happened to the Hulk, but you know, I just kind of feel like the spirit of Marvel comics is, is stronger and more alive than ever. Even if maybe creatively, I know we have difference of opinions on Thor and, um i'm kind of on the i'm on the fence about like moon knight and miss marvel i've kind of had mixed reactions to those and i'm not saying that everything has to be a knockout punch but i feel like with she-hulk we are we're finally getting like like i said that comic book rack feeling uh, in the media in the visual medium now where it's like okay, I mean, do I have to watch Moon Knight and She-Hulk to probably understand what's going to be happening in the grander Marvel Universe? Probably not, but also if I want something deeply psychological and disturbing, I'll watch Moon Knight. If I want to have a good laugh, I'll watch She-Hulk. So not to mention the fact that there's amazing commentary on fandom, on criticisms of what cinema is, criticisms of development of shows and streaming and all this stuff. It's just, to me, it's a perfect... It's it's a, it's coming at the perfect time in our culture, and you and I have talked about this for for a long time about the demise of criticism. That we have something that's willing to pay the ultimate price of pissing fans off, making other fans happy, but also, like I said, not taking itself too seriously. To me, this is almost the purest MCU show uh, or product there ever has been in terms of heart and. Uh, construction and intention and everything else. So, I mean, we could, we'll go on a lot, but I think that's it. I wasn't counting my timer. Let's just, let's just end my time there.
0: I love it. Nicely done, man. Oh, thanks. No, um, I back you there where, um, um, lots there to kind of bounce off of with. I'll start kind of here where I think, I think we're my, and I admit I'm that per, and I think you I think folks who've been listening to the show know kind of know, I'm probably could predict that I'm, I'm getting there. Like the, for me as much of a comic book fan as I was as a kid and still am today. Um, the, for me, the comic book fatigue is real. Uh, I, I get, um, it, they wear it. it I, I feel the weight. I love it. And I handle it. And I, I see all the things, but I feel the weight. So in being that person and in seeing things where seeing things kind of go where they go especially this phase 4 as you brought up i admit that um they that yeah this has been a bit of an aimless phase and i'm okay with, i i i'm trying to be okay with it because of where what they finished in phase 3 was just so big and you have to pivot from that with not just aftermath but but new beginnings and new characters where you got to go you got to go somewhere after that and and you can't replicate it, so therefore going somewhere different is a, is a large challenge. And I look and now that we're kind of getting towards the end of phase four, like I I saw that this would be the last phase four TV show. That uh, I'm I'm just trying to kind of take that step back that I'm wondering about this whole time and kind of be like, all right, we're, um, to what end and 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 how how are they getting there and all that? So I I I, I guess what I'm uh, how I'm trying to rectify it in my head is um, because like you, like you kind of hinted at, like I've had your, we've had differences about interpretation and, and sometimes comic accuracy and and like even the example being the Hulk, especially where, or, and we've had our, we've had our differences in Thor. So I guess where, where I will relent if in terms of being something solid is the idea of consistency. I think that's the word I'm trying to kind of put my finger on is if, if if character progression can have consistency based on what they're doing, not so much what a book is doing, I could be okay with that. Um, I could get to a place where, you know, what like this version of the Hulk is has been set up to do this. So, what does that trajectory look like? Is there consistency in it? And for this Hulk, for the most part, it is. Now, do I would it could have should have wished that it could be something a little different? Of course, um, but at the same time, the Hulk that we have the affable Mark Ruffalo version of it in the smart Hulk stuff is like, is a trajectory of where they were going. And so it doesn't, it doesn't mismatch their version of the character. Now it's going to mismatch the book and a thousand things behind it, but that's not what we're here for. And that's okay. So when you, when you kind of take that idea of consistency to she Hulk, the fun part is you have something that is wholly inconsistent <laughs> to everything they've done up to this point, And I'm okay with that because We're seeing this in Phase 4, at least when this step back comes, where we've done so much to reverberate characters with their grief of what was finished in Phase 3. And that, to me, has been done beautifully. I've told you folks who listen to the show and will themselves, like, I've really preferred the TV side of phase four to the movies, because I don't mind the stretched out long form storytelling, because I think that lends itself to comics. And I think it lends itself to deeper immersions into these characters. Yeah. They might not have the budget and the whiz bang pow that a movie has, but I'm enjoying spending my time in those places more than I am the two hour roller coasters that feel like they have to overpack a zillion things just to kind of show up something big. And the movies, to me, have had those diminishing returns uh, at about a fifty percent clip, which is which for Marvel is difficult because they don't they don't miss too much. Um, But for to have this many misses show up this many times in Phase Four, it's just a challenge, and the challenge of that uh, said consistency. So, for She-Hulk to come in and do something with new voices and new creators, which has been the TV side's biggest boon to me, is you're bringing in this fresh talent not just in terms of characters and folks on screen, but behind the camera, you have um, fantastic woman storytellers here. You have um, ethnic inclusions that you had in Moon Knight and in this Marvel. And it's wonderful that we get some of that. And you have like um, the the two-man team, Sci-Fi careers of the Endless, coming in doing Moon Knight. You have, um, even when you bring it a little bit to the movies where Daniel and Dustin Cretton doing Shang-Chi, like, These inclusions. I know the, (laughs) the the conservative side of political people are like they think this is just uh, um, what's the thing uh, um, ringing that 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 I don't know. There's a term for the ringing the bell of whatever conformity or or ethnic what this and that or I don't know what it's called, but um. And yeah, She-Hulk is probably doing that, doing a a very woman-forward story, uh, a female-centered, strong character, but a a fun one that is fallible, and heaven forbid a woman has fun and does comedy. So it it comes at, I admit it comes at a weird time where, gosh, of all of the things in Phase 4 that would click in the right place and at the right time, it's this thing, this very self-aware, talk-to-the-screen kind of thing, this... Because it's so different, it, it was initially... I can understand for the unfortunately hardwired fanboys why this would be so hard to accept. But for a person like me who's just been beaten down and feeling the fatigue to have something this fresh come in, this fun, this sexy, this interesting, this affable, this um, approachable, this um, just all the words that come up that just speak to the positivities of things, I'm down for it. Um, Go ahead and keep this character going. go ahead and um, take us where this is going next. I could watch this woman every week for years. Uh, she is a blast, and if it if, if it if she's able to make the jump to the next movie thing of what they're doing, great and she'll bring that character and charm to that spot. If she never does, I'd be fine with it and go ahead and let people kind of salt and pepper in the way Wong and Daredevil and, and other pieces have and that's plenty um yeah i i i like what this i I love your i love what will said about just the the comic book rack feel where yeah some some sections of the comic book store is the hard stuff some sections is light stuff and they all got the same badge on it sometimes and there's a place for that is it still disorganized in terms of a phase and, and and oversaturated because we have tv plus movies yes but every now and then there's a nice little ingredient that shows up in, in the big stew of things you're like ooh yeah nutmeg or whatever it happens to be that hits the tongue right ladies and gentlemen we will have a short announcement from the ruminations radio network we know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself well now you don't have to hang out with ruminations of red Rum, all things horror from movies to the latest spooky games we've played Coming out but hurry the killer's behind you all right, welcome back. Um, we'll sort this thing out from there. Will, um, you put it way better than I could ever dream of in terms of just uh, the scope of things and like the comic book feel of it. I loved your five minutes. That was fantastic.
1: Well, here, here's my thing. Well, thank you so much. But here's my thing about this I'm not faulting your opinion on being burned out. I totally get it from a cultural perspective. I think at this point, I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day. You know, at some point, a really popular show no longer tries to get new viewers, you know, once, once you're cheer season 10, you know, mm-hmm. you just start, uh, yeah. you know, making your own thing, you know? And I, I think, I think the MCU at this point does not need to get new people. Um, they, it's been mm-hmm. around for 15 years. And, um, so there's, there's that element and also, but I, I, and this isn't you specifically, but just mm-hmm. as, be, as being someone like you that is involved with kids, you know, like on a, on a social level in terms of our schoolwork and stuff like that, um, and having kids of our own. Mine is a little bit – my oldest daughter's older than both of your kids, so um, right. she's a teenager, so she's got a little bit more experience in the social media realm. I think the problem – and and it's easy to get caught up in this too about the directionlessness of C, of phase 4 is that we live in this i mean i hate to sound like a grumpy old man but like we live in kind of this tiktok culture where i mean i'm i'm starting to notice that kids not only are they not reading but they're also yeah, unable to maintain focus because tiktok mm-hmm. culture is kind of like this 15 second loop this is true you get you get a whole story in 15 seconds and it usually ends with some kind of big noise you know and 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 then you um sit down to watch a movie even just a movie a two-hour movie you know and if there's not something going on like it's becomes quote-unquote boring like uh i'm gonna call out my daughter on this one but i took her to see jaws and the, my favorite scene in Jaws is when Quint is talking about when his ship sunk oh, yeah, in World War II, mm-hmm. the Indianapolis, and they're talking about all the sharks like grabbing his friends one by one. He didn't know when it was oh, going to yeah. happen. I mean, just thinking about it is so intense. And but it's mm-hmm. just a man speaking. And I told yeah. her, I said, "Hey, what did you think about that scene?" And she's like, "Oh, I didn't know what he was talking about." And I'm like, "Exactly, right? Because yeah. because there wasn't he wasn't cool. uh, there yeah, wasn't." Yeah, so it's it's very frustrating. And so I, I think, like I said, I'm not criticizing you for this. I, I think, no, I think in I know general, I think the online griping about it is because no one has any patience anymore for See? where something could go. And, and yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Everything is so disparate and kind of all over the place in terms of yeah. themes and like how they're constructing the universe – But I also Mm -hmm. think that, like, it's not like the Infinity Saga. I mean, yeah, they introduced Thanos at the the end of the Avengers. But there wasn't necessarily this idea at the end of Phase 1 that it was going towards Infinity Stones and time travel and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. A lot of that is they had to wait until – because Phase 1 actually wasn't as financially successful as the further phases. That's true that's that stuff grew and they also had to test the waters they had to go okay let's put out we did a good job we're making more money but let's see what happens if we do civil war and then Mm -hmm. civil war was an insane success and they were like holy crap we can actually do this and that's when that stuff started that's why phase three has like 12 movies in it because they Mm -hmm. are starting to build momentum like if you watch iron man two and three Yes, yeah, yeah. snippets of They're the characters'
0: response. Yeah,
1: right. They, they go into the Infinity Saga in the sense of like the characters' like rev- evolutions, but mm-hmm. in terms of like an actual plot running it, it's right. It doesn't really coalesce until Phase Three. Really, I agree. And with that. So I, I think that we need to have like patience. Like if this continues for another couple years, where it's like you got a Moon Knight over here and a She Hulk over there, and Kevin. Yeah. And Kevin Feige's saying, oh, no, it's all connected, and it never gets connected and ends up being like the Mm -hmm. X-Files where it's so freaking complicated that it doesn't make any sense anymore. I'm with you, but I just feel like we have to give – we have to give it, you know, the benefit of the doubt at this point. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of where I'm at. I
0: I can do that, but at the same time, like, I I, I mean – Outside looking in, and like, again, I, I'm not Kevin Feige, and I'm not K-E-V-I-N for the finale of this show either, um, which I loved. That was just, that was oh. so funny. I mean, in terms of, well, to, on that point as we are, because we are talking about She-Hulk, like, that finale is just so much perfection. And I know it pissed off so many people because it just took every expectation of, oh, we're building to a big, we're building to a big thing, and then we don't, and I love it but um but to that end i think the challenge is um the challenge is the amount and i think that's why i kind of led with my thoughts on saturation where it's not that i don't mind what they're well for the most part i don't mind what they're trying um it's the volume of it like if like if it was like if phase four was just the tv like i'm going to look at just tv right now like um the, the 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 grief aftermath that comes in WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, Hawkeye to a degree, and and then and then if you want to pepper in some hope in some new places with Miss Marvel and She Hulk and whatever the fuck Moon Knight is, um, <laughs> like all that can have you know like we had that time to sit in this for a bit and then curve ourselves in a in a new direction. By the right. time you um but by the time you mix in and I'm okay with Shang-Chi, of course, you you and I are both big Shang-Chi fans, yeah. but, uh, and then Spider-Man, Spider-Man is a unique thing because I don't like, we, we were talking off air about like fans forcing things to happen and then getting their way where, you know, far from home or is it no way home? I'm sorry. No way home counts as that. Ooh, like because it's, it's I, I, we didn't call it fan service a year ago when we reviewed it, but in hindsight, man, they were really just placating every little hope and dream possible that comes with that, while still, of course, progressing whatever well, with this is. Control, control, though, but yeah, yeah, control yeah. In place there oh, yeah. to this make not sure out
1: of out of control. Like right. to me, like Ghostbusters Afterlife, where it was just like, yeah, oh, let's give the fans everything they want to see, and it's and it ends up yeah. being derivative, you know, like this one yeah. was. It, something it's
0: definitely trash. not that. It's definitely not that, but it, 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 a year later, it feels like such an outlier versus Mm -hmm. everything else because, because, and it's the hodgepodge of it where like a month before that, less than a month before that was Eternals doing its own very different thing. Mm -hmm. And then you have Mm -hmm. the TV kind of doing its own very different things. And then Raimi shows up with Dr. Strange doing its own very different thing. And then Thor's just fucking around, like <laughs> just to have fun, and and I get that, and that, that's from the same rack as, of the comics as She-Hulk, and that's fine. Right, right. And then obviously here in Black Panther, from all you know early buzz, here we are recording this the week, you know, about two weeks before Black Panther, um, you know, the word that's just being used every tweet you can see is catharsis, as if we needed one more catharsis, but for that character, it's earned. Um, sure. Where, like didn't we just finish grief a year ago with three TV series? And, and then uh, everything yep. now is kind of a springboarding positive to get us to here? Ant-Man's going to come and make his, his yucks and jokes. We're ready for it. So I just, yeah, the, the, there's just so the saturation and the consistency is, is where was, what I lean on where well, there's, yeah, there's yeah. so much out there to have to tie. If you have to tie it and then where consistency of message where even in a and and maybe that's me being an old coot instead of a, a tweet, TikTok kid, where I have the patience to wait all of this out and to step right. back and go, "All right, where are we going?" Let me organize my thoughts. Let me process this rather than just load up another tweet and another TikTok. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, to, to the people watching it, I get why this has been a roller coaster of fun. For the in the long game, I yeah, I just don't see it yet.
1: Yeah, well, let me yeah, let me address some of that because. Um, the, the worst thing that happened to the MCU is that the TV shows are so good because it does make, because I agree with you about the, you've talked about this to me both on air and off. Like Mm -hmm. there's, uh, with the exception of Spider-Man and obviously Black Panther coming up, there is kind of like not as much of an event feel to it anymore because we get so much Marvel all the time now that's true and, and even i feel that and i get that like to yeah. me and
0: even the shows like when these shows are weeks apart those aren't as big of events anymore either so right exactly yeah they're not but, as, it's not good while they're here which i'm happy with
1: right so the worst thing that could happen to the mcu is that they did the shows so well because i think with the exception of to me i was not a big what if fan yeah um, that i know it's kind not- of just
0: an experiment for experiment's sake
1: yeah, Moon Knight. I'm not. I'm kind of an outlier. I don't really love it. I like the performances. I like kind of what they're trying Same. to do, but I kind of thought it was a mess, personally.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you don't try to connect it to the MCU, you're just asking for extra mess,
1: right? And then Miss yeah. Marvel. I, I. It's. It's. That's confusing for me because I really love it on a lot of levels, but then I also mm-hmm. found it completely forgettable on another other levels too.
0: This so is right there with you, but.
1: but What I will say is that since they started out so good, I mean, WandaVision and my favorite series is still Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think that's so underrated. I think um, Hawkeye is excellent. Uh, Loki is generally very above average. (laughs) I think there's some issues towards the end. It's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like I said, Hawkeye is great. And now she Hulk is really good. I think that, by being consistent, like they used to be in the movies when they do make some missteps. Now I will be the first to admit, I love Thor love and thunder, but Mm -hmm. in terms, in terms of its impact, it is very inconsequential. Like it, it does feel like an episode of a TV show as opposed to a movie. And I'm okay with that because I'm invested in the characters. And this is kind of a multi saga thing now where it's, where it's TV shows and movies. But yeah, yeah, there needs to be, I do miss, and we're gonna get it with Black Panther because you can't you can just feel the energy of people looking forward to that. Huge. Yeah. But I do miss that energy of okay, Wandavision's on TV, it's very clearly a TV show, and then we're gonna get Mm -hmm. the next movie. You know, and and even even I know it's only been like a year and a half, but when WandaVision was on, and then Black Widow, which was supposed to come first, I think, but obviously the COVID stuff yeah, happened because I think right. WandaVision was supposed to be like the third thing. Um, that's right. You know, I remember there being a very distinctive feeling of, okay, WandaVision's on TV. I'm going to the movies to watch Black Widow. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even then, it fe- you could feel that difference. But then, yeah, as soon as we started getting four or five shows a year plus three or four movies, They do kind of run together, and then I do think the movies have suffered. So that's what—that's why I mean by in terms of consequence, because it is harder for a movie, and we've seen it. We see it all the time. I mean, like another example is the X Files. Um, I love the X Files Mm -hmm. show. I I actually love both of the X Files movies, but it's really hard to encapsulate the universe of the X Files in a two-hour movie compared to the. 27 weeks a year on tv so that's that's what i think's hurting it is that they've made some really brilliant tv shows that are allowed to use that extra time Mm -hmm. to to flesh out characters and tone that the movies do look they they do in a sense pale in comparison because the budgets aren't too far off like wandavision i think costs like 180 million like you know Mm -hmm. it's it's but you can tell the difference between like some of the stuff going on in Dr. Strange versus maybe a Hawkeye show. But yeah, there is in terms of the content, I totally agree with you that the movies are suffering a little bit because of how well they're doing the TV. So if they can find a way to balance that and
0: you know, that's,
1: that's the problem is when you go, when they do the comic con stuff and I promise everyone we'll talk about She-Hulk in a minute, but
0: but, um (laughs)
1: When you look at all the stuff they have planned out, even I am like, okay, on the movie front, let's try to get back to like one or two a year max.
0: No, yeah, you know, because because then what you could
1: do, yeah, because then what you can do is you can keep these TV shows rolling that are, I think for the most part, I, I'm saying like right now like eighty percent to me is above average or great. You mm-hmm. know, uh, at this on point, TV maybe front? seventy-five easily on the TV yeah. front. Yeah. Whereas the movies, the movies, even though I love them because I'm kind of a shill at this point, but mm-hmm. they're a mi- they're a mixed bag with audiences. I mean, I loved Eternals I, as a film. I loved Eternals as a True. as an entry into the MCU. Maybe not. Does yeah. that
0: make sense? Like, I think it the does, film is, but I like um, I like what you yeah. said earlier. Where if this is your you know, your second coming of phase one of, Hey, we're just going to try a few introductions here and flesh a few things out, see what works, see what doesn't and lead, lead slowly to the next place. I I, I liked, I, I, I had not given it that kind of thought right now. And t- until you said it of like, if phase four just happens to be a, a, a reattempt at phase one, because there's so many new things coming in. Right. But, um, But at the same time, it's difficult because like there's so many, you know, phase one, we phase one was an event. It was one, two movies a year and we, we were there for it and we got to absorb that here, Mm -hmm. you know, two weeks after Ms. Marvel's done, she Hulk starts two weeks after Moon Knight's done this Marvel starts and it's all so new yeah. and there's a lot well, to uh, grab onto. And it's, it's just, but I get why it's there. I mean, supply and demand market, you know, the market saturation is real because people keep coming. People keep wanting it and it's not going away. And that's fine. Make your money. Right. And the well, Disney plus say- numbers have shown where subscriber wise, they're doing great and it's working.
1: Yeah. Well, I will say this. It is. The other thing was, it was pretty the one thing that phase one did very well at, maybe not in terms of like setting up an entire infinity saga, but like right. you kind of knew who the Avengers were during that phase. You were like, oh, so Iron Man's introducing Thor, and now we have a Captain America reference, yeah. and now we have Hawkeye showing up in a cameo, and Black Widow's introduced, and S.H.I.E.L.D. is in like they did do a great job of being like, okay, these are the Avengers. Like right now I will give you that while well, phase four, I have no idea who the leaders are. Well, um
0: is that, a, is you know,
1: that like,
0: a, is that a problem of we're out of a listers we're down in the D and C list <laughs> where, I mean, I'm not saying they're out of characters, but you've closed some arcs on what were huh. the biggest hitters you had. Uh, so outside of Spider-Man and Dr. Strange, Obviously, I, to me, Shang Chi's built to built in terms of power to be a fucking right. stud. But after right. that, she Hulk's just a lawyer who just happens to be a Hulk. Ms. Marvel's cute and all. Let's see what she can do whenever the the Captain Marvel two movie comes out. But yeah, let's see what everything that else. And then the Eternals are all set in history, so who knows where they are now? Um, well, and then I mean, they seem to Kate be Bishop, hands off and on the side. You do
1: have Kate Bishop, who's like. The new Hawkeye. And I think
0: But it, but at the same time she's yeah. it she'll be powerful, but remember, right, right. you're gonna laugh at me. Remember, it's Hawkeye, it's the chick with the arrows. It, like that's not power. <laughs> oh I know.
1: He's cute, I know, I know.
0: he's a sidekick at best. But well, I get that that's, she's that's in another every thing.
1: Time. That's another thing why I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier so much, is because mm-hmm. it showed you that you could have a hero worthy of the shield doesn't have the superpowers because that's right because Sam that. Wilson doesn't have that so yeah I, I do think we're going to have a group of people that are yeah I mean when, when you really this think can about elect- it it's and,
0: gonna be eclectic for sure
1: well when you think about it yeah I mean you have the Hulk and Hemsworth is Thor who's just an amazing personality who was not an A-list at all he was an unknown he was mm-hmm. made an A-lister because of this but yeah you've yeah. got like the powerhouse of Scarlett Johansson and and um and Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo and you know all these people. I get it. Like, yeah, it, that's that in itself is almost a special effect. So mm-hmm. what they're going to be doing with this new phase, I think, whenever we find out who the real next Avengers are or whatever, is it's, yeah. it's going to play on that because you're going to have Sam Wilson, no powers. Uh, Kate Bishop, no powers. You're going to have Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, who's 16 years old. You're going to have
0: yeah. you know kind of this, who's out Sha- there Sha- in- Sha- for the people who can't handle that. Yeah.
1: Right, there's just all kinds of mixture of stuff. But let's we, we got that part out of the way. Let's talk yeah, about yeah. She-Hulk.
0: <laughs> She-Hulk. Sounds like sounds like Phase Four assessment will be in the show notes and episode description <laughs> at this point. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But
1: she, so I, I mean, it's important to She-Hulk to mention this stuff though because
0: I agree. Keeps you know, the there, yeah. there
1: there are a lot of people out there. There's kind of two sections of people out there. Okay, um, that are annoying. And uh, well, maybe not annoying. The first one maybe is not annoying because you have valid arguments, but there's many people out there that don't, and they're just like, "This isn't going anywhere. This is boring," and they're not taking it seriously. Um, people yes, have this weird people. people have this weird thing where it's like everything in comics has to be sacred, and that kind of drives me oh nuts because because yeah. if you do that, then you're gonna get DC, like in terms of the you, Snyder yes, stuff, where are. everything is and- so I. I grim. quote unquote iconic and grim yeah. and you know, because a that. lot of no. like a uh, friend of the show who's been on the show before, Jeff Mitchell. Love Jeff, love him to death, mm-hmm. but he always drives me nuts because on Facebook he'll be like, Well, Gore the God Butcher is like the most savage and craziest villain in Marvel history. And then he'll be like, Look what they did to Abomination. He was so badass, and now he's just this joke. And I'm just like, Well Yeah, but like I don't know, it just i i I feel if you get too connected to the source material and you don't just have fun with it or evolve the characters in certain Mm -hmm. ways they almost become like like jokes of themselves you know what i mean i don't know they just they don't they don't and i think
0: yeah i'm with you there i think where i see the, the the challenge is you said it if they become a joke that's that's when they become a joke, it's difficult. And I think they, the thing that's happening is we have this ratio now of who could be serious or started serious who's now a joke. And Doctor Strange has kind of become a joke. Thor has definitely become a joke. The Hulk is, to many fanboys, my own included, is getting pussy. Oh, come on. Now that it's all gone, Ramy and Camp and Quippy and, like, you know, just John against the Illuminati, he's a fucking joke. Um. Yeah, he's powerful just, and now. He has a third eye, which makes him look even more like a joke to people who already think it's all a joke. But to I me, on the scoreboard, back you back have. Back. Well, yeah. now you got it. So, um, yeah. to me, you have Doctor Strange reduced from where he was, in my opinion. Thor uh-huh. greatly reduced. We've had that discussion. We had that podcast. Um, Spider Man is now kind of off the table now that he's been forgotten in the world how convenient is that which i don't want to say makes him a joke but he's still a kid and he, go ahead and stay a kid he's allowed to be a joke um right. and then you have um who am i going with here like um hawkeye and Keith bishop is kind of their their dynamic now hawkeye has the gravitas to fill his show a year ago but kate bishop's just a Teenage bit of a joke. Miss Marvel is light as a feather. She Hulk is her own joke, which I think is a- a- apropos for what she's going to be. Yeah. um And then you, and then is Daredevil now kind of a reduced joke? And then, uh, then here we are with the Hulk, where I, I get that you need some brevity, but they all can't be brevity because then here comes Peter Quill is going to show up and bring his gang of jokes, and it's like, and then Kane's going to be here and not be a joke and then or the god butcher is going to come in and not be a joke and it's just gonna the gap between where a hero is and where a villain is is just so far apart that it's just not that compelling sometimes
1: i suppose i I think you're not giving some of these characters enough credit because they they do kind of fall into the william shatner era Mm -hmm. of or the late al pacino thing where they're kind of reduced to their most yeah. loud parts but i think we what we forget about like a character like peter quill is that yeah he's a jokester but in all of the movies he's in he's also like a f- extremely tragic sad character oh sure and i th- but I th- but and joke marvel, forward, I, you know I, I know you said miss marvel is kind of lightweight but i actually think yeah she's one of the most impressive adaptations of oh no yeah as an adaptation
0: and But yeah, well, no, no, no. As an adaptation of the family dynamics and, and the history? Oh, totally, totally. No. But in terms of your roster of heavy hitters versus jokesters, or just where will the stakes come from? Where will the drama come from? And other than yeah, internal true. cute angsty drama, I have Spider-Man already. I don't need another teenage kid from New York, you know? Um Captain America has gone there. There just went my balls and my, my courage, my fortitude. Who's, who's that replacement? Sorry, is it Sean? Sorry, what's that? Cause, you know,
1: cause there is a captain America and his
0: name. Awesome. We'll so, see. We're in and, Sam, and Sam's got some time to show up and mature. And I, I can't have that guy. I don't want to say I can't. Cause then I turn into a fanboy here, but like if, if he's just ball busting Sam, you know, with Bucky all day long, I think he proved himself in his big speech, you know, his finale speech. People, in, in a
1: lot of people, he'll be, he'll be fine. About He's the guy the I, have I
0: have the least worry about. What?
1: What they, but a lot of people that like complain about the show. The main complaint seems to be that there wasn't enough wisecracking between him and Bucky. I'm like, no, because. The material yeah. was serious, like like agreed, he was actually, agreed. you know what I
0: mean. So I, don't know, but- yeah, he's he's fine. Not worried about, not worried to look about him, you know. Um Right, right. His past or his past personality can come on just fine, and Chris has personality when he wants to too. You know, he's he's America's ass in his way when he has to, but it doesn't dominate and overtake his character. Whereas I see the ratio of domination in other places,
1: yeah, yeah. Be I get it, I get it.
0: Whereas it's a challenge oh, for sure. Somewhere you've got to have a guy who's coming and going, hey guys, shut the fuck up, we need to take care of Kane. I don't know who that guy is right now. It,
1: yeah, well, I mean, I, I, they've done it before, because if you think about it, I mean, when you think about the two Ant-Man films, uh, they're very you're lightweight. You're going to leave
0: with Ant-Man in the series? No, no, no. Hey guys, we no, no, need to no, no. take care of Kane. It won't be no, Scott no. Lang either. <laughs> no, 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 on. but
1: think about, it. think about it. Look at Ant-Man in the two movies that he was in, and mm-hmm. then look at him in Endgame.
0: Like he had jokes
1: and stuff, but he was an integral
0: yeah. part. of oh, no, his br- making that happen. Yeah. Science, so, I, if if he, I tell you what, if he, because we have not seen him yet post End Games, which is going to be great when Quantum gets here. If if he's able to take his his blueprint of victory that sealed the deal for the Avengers, if he can ride that to some higher yeah. successes, not just plaques of Baskin Robbins and trailers and stuff, that that be, <laughs> yeah, let, let's see that. Um, well, no, I just I'm talking about. Let, I would love to see him step up.
1: I'm talking from a filmmaking perspective. They were able to integrate the, vi- and this is yeah. we'll tie this the She-Hulk. They were able to integrate the very <laughs> light weight comedy genre that those films were, and yeah. integrate it fine into Endgame. Like it wasn't like Ant Man was sticking out like a sore thumb. Like who's this guy? Like it, mm-hmm. it, it That's was. True. They were he able can, to fit it in. So, yeah. so I, I, I do think that'll be harder with She-Hulk because she does have the fourth wall breaking ability, but that's the but it's not a She-Hulk yeah. only problem because Deadpool will be no, the I same agree. thing. So Yeah. Uh but no uh, you know, if, Deadpool's if, if She-Hulk, the um, um,
0: The She-Hulk, the challenge will be not, w- not so much the fourth wall breaking, but it's the I the I don't want to be a Hulk thing. It's, it's still kind of there. Like she'll be She-Hulk in her small thing, but and I know she confronted Kevin in the way that she did in the finale and and kind of addressed Big things, and was ready to take that next step against the, the the online threat of whatever it was, and she was ready to throw it down in that room before the rewind came and all that. But, and I mm-hmm. and I know she she has the ability to step up and do so, and the springboard sure. is there. Uh, but um, it's still a it's still a big push. and yeah, I think she'll I, be able to make that step and not lose the personality. Like she's not going to well, be the one to snap serious either. So, well, the first but she'll throw down
1: the first part that will help, I think, is the fact that mm-hmm. I am I'm making i am I'm gonna make a bold claim here because here we go. I mean yeah I love Chris Evans because Chris, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth and all them are very powerful personalities, but mm-hmm. I have not felt a natural like mm-hmm. immersion of actor and character like Tatiana Maslani and Jennifer Walters mm. since Tony since Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr.
0: I, I tip I, my hat I, and agree with you there. She, she I think she, she is she, so she comfortable. Sides. yeah, I agree. She
1: is so comfortable instantly in that role. Like she is Agreed. in control of told. the scene. Every scene, she's in control of it. Like she is the star of this show. Like she, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and that's why I love the show too. Is because she, I hate the term, understood the assignment. But if that was an embodiment, she understood the assignment because she is yeah. completely that character and she's a phenomenal actress like an amazing actress so so if anyone could bring it out of that and make it serious or make it whatever they need to make it
0: um Mm -hmm. yeah she'll be there i
1: I think they could and 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 the phase four has shown that that can happen sometimes because shang chi he's a wisecracking guy Mm -hmm. but Oh, yeah, when, but he, he's, he rides when he's when he's when he's fighting his father, and he's just like, "Is this what you mm-hmm. wanted?" Like, I get chills. No, like, because yeah, he's the guy cracking jokes, but then at the next moment, he's in like a deadly serious, like, yep. "Holy crap! Like, you ruined my life, Dad." Stuff. So, I, I, I think Marvel can definitely pull it off. And
0: uh, yeah, and, and they've the, got
1: they've got an ace in the hole with her because she is Tatiana Mazzani is. I mean, mm-hmm. she's already like one of my favorite MCU characters, and she's only been in what nine episodes. You know, fifteen yeah. years in, but I, I love agree. her. Just, like,
0: um, she's so good, and 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 at, for, at, and in the, in such the right place to succeed too. Like, if this was, if you took this seven uh, seven episodes, I believe, right? If you took this nine, seven nine, episodes, think, nine, right? nine, I think nine, you're right on yeah. nine. Um, but if you were to take these nine and trim trim some fluff and filler, shave off maybe Marklin Baker and the fathers, you know the this family side here, shave off one lawyer case or two, and you try to shove this into a two and a half hour movie it it yeah. it would be it wouldn't work you know, but, but I don't think so, or, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't work as a movie it wouldn't work with the movie going audience who needs their big loud shit to happen. Unfortunately, that's still the clientele in yeah. the quadrant that buys the most tickets to these yeah, movies, True. so. For this to be in a tv series with where, where you can slow it down have the fourth wall breaks have a little fun along the way throw in daredevil and and, and have that fun like this was the right place for her and this character su- to succeed
1: so let me let me tell you something about daredevil so okay. <laughs> people are always shocked because um daredevil is one of my favorite comic book heroes like i love mm. reading daredevil the born again uh the born again run and uh brew baker did some runs like in the 2000s that i adore i love daredevil but you know obviously he's not in the mcu and he hasn't got as much play but he had the netflix series here's Mm -hmm. here's the thing about daredevil is i understand he's kind of he's one of like marvel's batman in terms of like his moroseness and his seriousness and stuff like that um but here's the thing um expectations like like our friend jeff with god, uh, gore the god butcher and abomination and stuff people are so like stuck on the netflix version which i never watched that's why people are shocked because i i just couldn't do it it was too i don't mind grim stuff but like i yeah. when i go to superhero stuff i want to have fun and i just mm-hmm. i couldn't have fun with it because it was just so brutal and so dour and yeah um and and frankly people are kind of Going off against Daredevil because he's just kind of this quippy, fun-loving dude that's like scoring with the She-Hulk, you know? And it's like, I liked it because for the first time since I was reading Daredevil comics as a kid, I was like, I like Daredevil. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying Daredevil. Like, I have no problem with that. And it's the same thing goes for Abomination. I I don't I get I get it, but we've gone so far from the Louis Leterrier. Incredible Hulk and that's because agree. It, it, to, me, to me it's like that was like season one of a, of a show you know, sometimes yeah. when you watch a really famous show you'll go back and watch the first season and you'll see things that they tried and they were like well that didn't work so we'll try something else hence Mark Ruffalo instead of Edward Norton and hence a mm-hmm. different theme to the Hulk story but yeah I, I just don't I mean I think to me it, it fits in with this universe if you had this frightening Scary, you know, abomination mixed in with um here here's an example I'll give you. Okay. So uh one of my favorite directors, Jonathan Frakes, played Commander William Riker on Star Trek The Next yep. Generation. Um he was forever put into movie jail because he made this movie called uh Thunderbirds.
0: Oh yeah. Um, we've talked about Thunderbirds on our Bill yeah. Paxton cut, yes sir.
1: But but here's the thing about Thunderbirds is the tone was fine. Everything was kiddie and play and fun, and there was no stakes, but Ben Kingsley was the bad guy and Ben Kingsley didn't get the memo that Mm. this is a kid's movie. And he played that villain so sinister and frightening that it it completely throws off the tone of what they were trying to do with the Thunderbirds. So yeah, I can understand if the nomination
0: went hard, we'd have that situation. Yeah. Because,
1: because right now this is a She-Hulk show. So daredevil can't be this angsty, you know, smashing people's faces into the concrete like hardcore and you can't have abomination ripping people in half and you know like it's it's all about once again it's about comics it's about where you're putting your how what tone you're picking and Mm -hmm. i think i think this show is so tone perfect that i don't sit there and think like oh well wow man what about um God, what about abomination? What what could we have had? I'm like, I kind of like the abomination we got. Use Tim Roth's ability to be, you know, Tim Roth's one of those actors that can be completely menacing and frightening. He's like a Joe Pesci, where he can be completely mm-hmm. menacing and frightening, and then the next he can be completely charming and harmless. And I yeah, I like I, I like he's using a, the he's actors a John
0: for Malkovich that. for me. You know, yeah, same yeah. way where John could be something plucky and funny, and I mean, I in the She-Hulk show. I I felt like they they le- they leaned on Tim to do that because he can uh, and yep. I, I didn't mind the initial trial part mm-hmm. to kind of like pushing abomination through and whatnot. Once we got to the therapy camp thing, then I was like, okay, now we're I'm not. I was fine with it because of what it opened up with Tim and what it opened up with with uh, Jennifer's character uh, and all that, but. Uh, i'm like does that have to be tim too like then in a a short nine episode thing that was i don't want to say oversaturation of tim but you can Mm. lean on somebody else there i'm I'm not saying that had to be agatha harkness but bring in one more kind of cool therapy character that just another foil another person another just i didn't know if they had to be tim and had to be abomination but
1: I get you, I get you, uh, but I don't, yeah. I don't mind those kind of things. it, I'm reading.
0: fine, but I'm like, eh, yeah, it's a head scratch. Read, Simple as that.
1: If you read comics, I mean, every every character goes. He's gone
0: there, kind of yeah.
1: Crazy, you know, transformation that they don't look anything. Oh, like sure. they used to look, you know, but yeah, that, that part about... I'm not.
0: That part I don't give a shit about, like how different he is or looks from Louis yeah, Littian now. Like that, I don't care either. Uh, same yeah, thing with the Daredevil part, matter. where like you know, Daredevil entering this place, doing the lawyer thing. It works. He just did the affable cameo in No Way Home. Go work with that, you know, and that's yeah. that's enough. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. And, and also um, Marvel, and like you said, Marvel, especially through Disney, has picked its place of tone. No one, it's very rare that anyone is, as you said, overdoing the assignment Kingsley style. Like even Bale, you know, try as he may in Love and Thunder, still fell in, making his little dumb, quippy kid kid cage jokes and whatnot. So yeah, like everything, they, they reign their people in, uh, no matter how talented and, and outwardly, outwardly different they could be, where everything's in the right vein. It's going to be, because there's yeah, the no way they'll true. let it happen.
1: But we can't talk about She-Hulk without talking about the huge gorilla in the room, I guess. Is that the phrase? Okay. The elephant in the room? Elephant in the room, sorry, not gorilla. Yeah. Um, and that is sensitive Males, <laughs> so, say it because th- this sensitive males. This show, I, I I mean, nothing made me happier than watching this show and knowing that there mm-hmm. were a bunch of neck beards out there that were losing their shit because
0: i their it. little, yep.
1: their little, their little sensitive masculinity was being taunted <laughs> by a woman. Like this is the I thing. I I, I kind of so here's the thing about Deadpool, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, Deadpool is a wisecracker and he's got a hot wife and everything like that. And no one cares that Deadpool can sleep with whoever he wants to sleep with because he's a male. And But what I think people like like to forget it from the first Deadpool, and, and they do this with a smirk on their face, is like like, Deadpool's, like, totally willing to be pegged by his girlfriend, like, in a sex scene, like, oh, yeah. he's, and, and I think, I think some of these sensitive man boys are going to be like, well, I don't remember that part, but, but Deadpool could do it every once and, you know, and then, and then if a woman dares to have fun having sex, like, they lose their shit, you know what I mean, it's crazy, like, mm-hmm. I just, so I, I love watching the show and being like, I remember at one point I was just like, "Get it, She Hulk, get it, like, get it, Jan." Like, I'm, I was, I was yeah, so I was happy for her. her.
0: Yeah, like we- the I, the wedding, the wedding guy she hooked up with, which of course became a nefarious spy. But I, yeah. yeah, I was rooting for her to get laid every chance she can get. Go the <laughs> fuck on, have a good time, and and yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit about the twerking thing. I don't give a shit about the fourth wall stuff. Like, but you're right. Like the white fragility crowd showed their asses watching this show, and yeah. I'm very glad they get exposed and laughed at by people like well, us and everybody else who enjoys the show. So,
1: My my favorite part is Marvel was smart enough to know that this was going to happen. So yep. I think it's episode two or three. I think it's episode two or three, but she Hulk is reading like a bunch of comments, uh, mm-hmm. like on YouTube or something from people that are like criticizing her. And like, Marvel just picked those for real off YouTube and put them in there, like oh, yeah, like a last minute edit. So like they knew they wrote that into the show, knowing they were going to get those comments. Um, but on that level, and we'll we'll go outside the white fragility thing, masculinity okay. fragility thing. But the other thing that I like the commentary. Not only did they call out these um, sexist fanboys, but I love that they were like, you know what instead of us trying to prove martin scorsese wrong let's just <laughs> play with it and the yep. whole idea that kevin feige is an algorithm robot <laughs> I is know it. i love hilarious. It. i was yeah. losing my shit i was just like this is great <laughs> this is so good it was such an amazing reveal yeah. you know that oh pokes gosh, so total fun at itself like yeah. When she goes into the writers' room and the writers are like, "Well, I don't know. We thought this would be cool," and she's like, "That's stupid." <laughs> right. And and then like everyone has to sign an NDA and mm-hmm. like you know just it, 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 the amount the ability to I, mock yeah. yourself is makes it even harder
0: to fun. do. And it's oh, hard absolutely. to do when you're this when you're this big and the the big and you have the financial target on your back that you do in every scrutiny and fan base in the world for. For them to, to be that self aware and go ahead and let it happen. I mean, they could probably let it happen with the vanity knowing they could absorb their own licks, you know, in a certain way. But uh yeah, but sure. now I, I I yeah, just and I love how the, the White Fragility's answer to this finale was, well, that was the only way they could have written around the problems they already had in the show. I'm like, fuck mm. you, you know? <laughs> that's just them baking it into the point where they knew exactly where they were going. Like, that, that finale did not feel like Rewrite City of, like, we don't know how to end this, but let's throw this in for fun. Like, that was the bait the whole time, and that's the best well,
1: part. because, and this is the thing, this is also them learning from their products because mm-hmm.
0: it's true. Like
1: even the best shows um, like we've, well, like you about,
0: said, we've, we're going to get to cheer season 10 where they don't, they don't ever grow or they just, they, well, we're just no, cashing paychecks as we can, or DC is going to keep banging their Snyder verse, you know, grimness into the ground because they think they have to, They're, no one's yeah. picking up on cues, you know?
1: Well, no, what, what I was going to say is, um, even the best shows like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, they do end on these kind of like the, the only thing I didn't like about WandaVision was that like the okay. last episode was mostly like, you know, Agatha and Wanda fighting in the sky, throwing things at each mm-hmm. other. And yeah and uh, I, I mean, I liked that the visions talked to each other and they kind of had a logic fight where it was just like, mm-hmm. let me tell you about this. And he's like, I need more. And then like that, that got me like super hard. But yeah, I mean, there was, there was, there were certain points where it was like, okay, once again, and Marvel has had that third act problem, That's and it true. has carried over. So what I like about this was they started to do it, and then they were like, you know what, we do even even we recognize we're falling mm. into that hole, and let's make fun of it. And now here's the thing, yeah, this could be a great joke, and it is, and it's very effective. But if they don't learn from that and do the same things again, this will look, I'm not going to say it's going to look cringy, but it's, it's Mm -hmm. not going to look as uh, intelligent or as funny because they kind of made the joke and then just ignored it. Whereas like I, cause to me it feels like this show has like a mission to address a lot of stuff going on in fandom and creativity by saying like, Hey, we can be a franchise, but also be creative. We can have fans that aren't toxic and we can also be someone that recognizes our own flaws and fixes them. I.e. the big beam of light in the sky and the third act fight and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. So yeah, it, it will, de- it, it will depend on, I think Mar- in, in terms of the first one, I think Marvel's done an incredible job of not bowing down to um, any like fan pressure. Unlike Warner Brothers and DC, because right, um, Marvel puts its money where its mouth is. Usually, anytime somebody makes a complaint about the industry and uses Marvel as an excuse for it, mm-hmm. which I think 90 percent of the time is unfair to Marvel because it's not their fault; they're just giving us a nope. product. But when people say there's not enough women directors, what do they do? Like in this Phase Four, right, I think there's been more. Yeah. I think there's been more female directors in the MCU alone than there probably has right. been in terms of mainstream Hollywood releases. They put their money where their mouth is. They, they show diversity, where mm-hmm. and and to me, it's never we forced get, diversity. Oh.
0: Yeah, like, but you got those virtue signaling people who are like, look at them, just throw people in for the sake of throwing people in. Now we got a Muslim. Now we got an Asian. Now we got a no, virus, exactly. And,
1: but like the, the the great thing about it is, comics was doing this
0: a long exactly. time ago. Like they weren't making this stuff gonna, up. We had Miss Marvel. We had just Yeah, because th- yeah,
1: that's the thing is a lot of these ignorant people are they're Mm -hmm. living up to their name of ignorant because they're like wait now they're gonna make a female hulk it's like yeah they did that a long time ago buddy like (laughs) it's not like they were like wait we need to be woke guys what if it's a (laughs) she hulk you know like this this is all existing stuff that marvel's putting its money where its mouth is and saying you want women directors you got it you want you want more diverse casts, you got it like
0: you Mm -hmm. know i mean. I, I think there's, they're there's answering some, the bell, same
1: way. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. so I think I think they will. They they have already answered the criticisms about creative control of their directors and producers for better or worse. You I know, agree. Uh, with stuff. So let's see where they take this because the She-Hulk ending yeah. does really say, like, okay, guys, you've done this for 15 years. Now it's time for something a little different. Let's. Let's see if they can pull that off, you know? I I think some of these will be a good test. Like, for example, we were just talking about not sticking to source material so religiously. But one thing that I remember about the Born Again run of Daredevil is the typically climactic fight between Kingpin and Daredevil happens in, like, the third issue of that run. And there's still, like, eight issues after that where a bunch okay. of shit happens. And it's never like, it's never like Daredevil was waiting for that rematch. It's not like a Rocky thing where it's like, you know, Clubber Lang beats him and then he's got to beat Clubber Lang at the end. Like mm-hmm. the typical ending to that kind of storyline is in the middle. And then they have like yeah. a completely different ending. So I'm anxious to see if they, they do kind of switch it up. And I think, I, I guess my, my bold prediction is that she Hulk is more a sign of things to come. Now, obviously not like they're not going to have sitcoms or, like it's not going to be sure. like
0: Alden McBeal every week, but you're talking I think at- in terms of, attitudinal.
1: Yeah, I think I think that they like just like everything else, like with the the directors and the casting and the creator content. I think they'll they'll answer the bell to this too and be like, okay, mm-hmm. we hear you, we hear you in the constructive way that yeah, these movies are yeah. kind of ending the same way. Let's let's finish. Let's let's do something different. And I really think that they will. And I mentioned the born again because Daredevil is going to get is series
0: um,
1: the the born again series. And my my phone just said, thought I said Siri. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that this is a good, I think for, let's just put it this way. I guess we could, I could summarize it like this. If you've been on the journey and you're starting to have your doubts about where it's going or that it is repeating itself or whatever, give this show a shot. Not only does it give fresh, like a fresh blood to the content as it exists right now but i think it will push that forward as well uh, in the future personally
0: yeah i think the thing for me is i i i'm i'm as usual i'm okay with new things in the new directions and i and i and i can see what marvel is doing to to present the new things you're talking about i think the my 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 remaining problem is the amount like, because mm-hmm. there's yeah, this sure. many new character, there's 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 this and it's part of a saturation, but now it's also the storytelling volume too, because with this many new characters coming into play and getting their time to flesh a few things out and you still have your, um your, your grief, grief aftermath uh, core characters still kind of doing their thing mm-hmm. The the, the, I don't want to say the fly in the ointment, but the, The 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 overpowerful ingredient in the stew is still, and I'm gonna, I know I would get shit for saying this, but um, it's still that multiverse thing, you know, like you're you're that's still the that's still the big wide open door where if if the multiverse wasn't here, like if you just told a straight Spider-Man story, you you Mm -hmm. sorted Loki out when you sorted Loki out, and maybe that was the close of it all. And what if didn't turn into what it did, and then you didn't have to sideshow some of that in Doctor Strange. Like if you just told a few straight stories, I don't not straight in terms of like lame and conventional, but like if all we did was this, this, this grief aftermath and this swing upwards into new ideas and new people and new inclusions and infusions, this could feel, at this point, clearer or more organized than. The wide open door that is the multiverse where yeah like i because I, I i yeah i buy i buy those fans who are like there's so many dangling things right now because they've made so many yeah. things like every, yeah, like the unanswered stuff in eternals you have delays and blade like a, a, if he's the voice of the end of eternal like we're it's just getting yeah it, it, there's so much out there that the distance between the knot you have to tie to put things together is a stretch and and maybe it is yeah. a stretch for the tiktok generation too so i don't know but um as it is she hulk man what a what a great way to spend night. I,
1: I was gonna nine. say to to agree with you uh about that uh, another um thing that comes to my mind that's like mm-hmm. the multiverse is the mirror universe in star trek Whereas oh, sure. like like every now and then it they, it didn't really exist in Next Generation, but they they really took that concept from the original series and played it up in Deep Space Nine to the point where they had one or two mirror universe episodes every season to the point where yeah. like because it's a mirror universe, like there was ongoing storylines in that universe that were playing out whenever you come to visit. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. and I don't mind a and, pit stop or two to let no, you know, hey, that's what I'm saying. Hey, this that's is where out I agree there. with you.
1: This is where I'm agreeing with you, because, yeah, if you have 178 episodes and 10 of them are Mirror Universe, I'm okay with that. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with you. Like, if you're going to make it kind of the the whole essence of your thing, we don't know if they're going to do that. that. I mean, but it seems like it because Kang is starting to become more and more of a thing.
0: Yeah, you know, and Kane comes from that, the multiverse, essentially. Right. So. That
1: that could be yeah. that could be an issue I that I agree with you. But I also agree with you that She-Hulk is awesome and everyone should
0: watch mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Close this up,
1: man. Um, well, yeah, I, I just um I I think every now and then when I also, even the Marvel Shill, you know, gets something that hits me not in the right place, like a moon Knight or something, and I think, okay, well, mm-hmm. maybe this is that moment where Things are going to fall off a little bit, you know. Um, I get something like She-Hulk that just reinvigorates me back into the MCU, you know. And plus, we've just got uh, Black Panther coming up. And you can just feel it in the air that this is, like, an importance. Like, it feels important. It yeah. feels big. You know, uh, people are already... I had made this prediction to you in the car when we were in Chicago, whenever that was. When, when we were you in Ch- mm-hmm, July or yeah, something? Yeah, in July. Yeah, I, I told you that. Yeah, man, August. I, August, I told you that thing. I said it will be nominated for best picture, you know, because and, and Oscar prog- prognosticators are already predicting it's like the tenth one in, you know, of the of the ten okay. available. I mean, who knows? The movie could end up being terrible. Who knows? But I'm just saying, like, I think you can feel it in the air that this is this is that event that Marvel hasn't been since Spider Man and since Endgame. So I think they're in a good they're on a good run right now. You know, it's they're on a mm. they're on a good run right now, and She-Hulk is definitely one of their best efforts, in my opinion.
0: What is um before we close it out? What is the next TV show here? Because they've been the get the pedal to the metal for a bit. Werewolf by Night was a one hitter, which is fine. I really like watch it. I have not yet. I need to. Um,
1: oh, it's really good, and it's another tonal shift. It's another. Werewolf by Night is a, is, is a uh, you'll love this, it's directed by Michael Giacchino, so it's him directing. Oh yeah,
0: I'll take, I'm in um, for that.
1: And the music's great, but it is, it's, it's very much like a, it's in black and white, and it's very much like a Universal Monsters movie, where it's-
0: I'm down for that.
1: Less, like, less mythos heavy, and more creepy and weird, and it just visually looks stunning, and- uh uh, yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up too, because I had She hulk and Werewolf by Night, and now Black Panther. It's like, like I said, they're back on kind of reminds me of those old like Tom Brady Patriots teams, you know. Maybe like maybe they'd be like two and two at one point in the season, but you knew kind of towards the end they're gonna be 13 and 3 mm-hmm. and they're they're gonna go to the Super Bowl. Like this one, it just it feels like they're building that momentum back that I think was waning like a little bit in the middle of the season, so to speak you know where yeah. it's like ah, Eternals. i don't know where they're going with this and the uh, moon knight ah, you i know. think you're right because
0: the the next four like you said black panther feels important ant man and the wasp kane feels important guardians of the yeah. galaxy returning james gunn you know it's gonna be awesome and huge yeah. and then yeah. i mean not a lot of people are fans of of uh, brie larson but the marvels can be something and then a year after that, it's Captain America: New World Order. And now we're now the that's, big boys comes from t- graduates from TV to movies. So
1: that's what's yeah. so weird about the criticism. It's usually the twenty percent that are the loudest over the crowd. The eighty percent because people forget Captain Marvel is <laughs> made like one point five billion. Like people like that I, movie. Like I, don't, I love Captain you know Marvel. I mean? Yeah, I I, I yeah. don't love it. It's 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 one of the ones I consider good. I don't, mm-hmm. I think it's got some, I think it has some, um, what do you call it? Uh, structure you problems. Ah, I think, I think, fair. I think it's structurally kind of all over the place. I don't think it's a well yeah, I edited have movie. Thing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, like there's no like natural flow to it. Like I, I kind of feel like I'm kind of going all over the place. Because I'm not sure where they're going and how things are going, but, uh, regardless people like it. So they need to stop. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm saying. People need to say like they have their opinions, but the people who have those opinions about Brie Larson are like the small minority. Um, you know what I mean? But to, to answer yeah. your question, we've got we've got Black Panther, which is November 11th. Um, this may be a nice little lark, but the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that'll be another like werewolf by night one off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think it looks fun because they actually got Kevin Bacon in the thing. I don't know if you you probably haven't seen. The I trailer, did
0: see about that. No, I yeah, seen but
1: bas- but basically, Drax and uh, Mantis are like, let's give Peter the greatest the greatest Christmas gift ever. Let's get Kevin Bacon, and they kidnap Kevin Bacon. So it's just it's a lark. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think what's coming up. Ant Man and the Wasp is February, so that's a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there was. I'm not recently
0: seeing. A- I'm not seeing any TV series on their yeah. long-term timeline. Like Secret not, invasion, like Loki, I Loki think. two doesn't have a, a date. Secret Invasion doesn't have a date.
1: Se- Secret Invasion is spring twenty twenty three.
0: Oh, Armor Wars has been in
1: development forever. Uh, let's see, what if yeah. season two? They're talking about twenty twenty three. But the, yeah, there are no there are no dates set in stone.
0: Okay, so
1: we may get. I mean, let me just look at the movies. So November, mm-hmm. February, uh, Guardians in May. may. July. Um Loki Marvel's July. Yep. Um see the even I agree that's too many movies.
0: That's too many here. If you want them to matter. We just well, saw it three. with we just saw it with Doctor Strange getting steamrolled by Spider Man behind it. So
1: Well, there's three so three movies looks like twenty twenty three. Uh, I would I happy wish there's a big
0: would... gap between Marvel's and Captain America from July to the next May. That'll help.
1: That'll help, but there's I also no, wish... There's no
0: winter hitter in there, you know?
1: I just wish, instead of it being November, February, May, I wish it could be November... I'm okay with November, February, but I was... I, I mm. wish... Yeah. I wish Guardians could be, like, more of, like, that late summer, early... Like, wind,
0: it like, used to be August. that like August, August first would have been year. perfect. That spot I where think- it... Succeeded in the first one yeah well because I, I think a we're Marvel, a good Mar- Marvel owns that Marvel owns that opening summer hitter that first week of May that's their spot yeah they're not doing it me, up
1: because because right now I think we are far enough removed from Thor that and plus all the goodwill towards Black Panther that mm-hmm. like Dr Strange this was and a Thor good yeah. Dr Strange and Thor kind of came out really close to each other. Like, I kind of felt like Doctor Strange was still in the theater when Thor was coming out. You know what I mean?
0: Especially post COVID, where things are hanging around. Yeah, those are, that was two short months.
1: Right. Right. So, so this feels a little bit more, what was Thor? May? July? April?
0: It was two months, two months and two days between May 6th and July 8th with Doctor Strange to Thor and Love and Thunder. Oh,
1: Doctor Strange was May?
0: May. They delayed okay. from February because Spider Man was steamrolling. Oh,
1: that's that's and right. Even that's still. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, May, July. I mean, it's not a perfect gap, but I feel like in this current climate mm, where
0: yeah. yeah, what have you things flame? I'm talking about between and I'm flick. talking
1: between Thor and Thor and Black Panther. I feel like
0: yes, that's that not gap bad. That's a okay right now. See seven, that's four months. That that I can do. That's a quarter year. That's doable. Yeah,
1: yeah. Two yeah. months. I mean when I'm,
0: four months is good. When we
1: two months is too much. I agree. Like it does take away the event stuff. So, I mean, mm. I think black Panther is going to do the same thing. It did right before infinity war, where it's, it's going to be so huge that I guarantee you, well, I don't know if I can guarantee you, but come February, that, that movie's still going to be rolling in some capacity. I think so too. When, when so too. To the theaters, because black Panther was still playing when infinity war hit. And, mm-hmm. um, Captain Marvel was still kind of playing when Endgame dropped, but that's uh, right. we'll see. Uh, this is yep. all just stupid, stupid prognostication at this point. But uh, yeah, the, the point the point is, is we've got a little bit, maybe not the perfect gaps coming up with three movies, but then after that, it does seem like we have a large gap between guardians three and captain America four.
0: So that's, yeah. I mean, I think, really um, play. It looks like from 2023 and 2024, you have they just maximize summer. May, they have May, July, two years in a row. And then whenever Blade figures itself out it was supposed to be fall, because that's a darker movie. Go ahead and put it in October, September. You know, so okay. that might be your gap that's too skinny. If, if it's, if you go from July 26th of Thunderbolts to September 6th of 2024 for Blade, that's even shorter than two months where that's, wow. that's too skinny. And then less than two months, then is Deadpool three. So, I there we'll see how they go. Depend, it all depends on yeah. what they do with it and how interconnected they are or aren't at this point. So,
1: yeah, because I'm looking ahead too. Like, so Fantastic Four when it finally comes out, whenever the hell that's going to be it says it says February 2025, but the, and then yeah. the next Avengers movie is May. So, I mean, that's not too much. That's not too long. And
0: I, love the, I love the one year of radio silence if between Avengers King Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. Go ahead and make its wait, because then, then it matters. When we had nothing between Infinity War and Endgame, the anticipation was glorious.
1: No, we had Captain Marvel, though.
0: Oh, never Captain mind. Captain
1: Marvel came out between. Because the end credit sequence was like a continuation of Infinity War, and that was super awesome. That's but
0: right. Okay.
1: Regardless, okay regardless it, it was still mm-hmm. um no no you know what it was it was infinity war ant-man and the wasp captain marvel right. and endgame oh, there, there was were actually too. two movies right. in between there
0: yeah but, but they felt they, like they, side trips enough where yeah
1: well they also had they also did have connections
0: to mm-hmm.
1: like at the end of infinity war when nick fury has the beeper like we now know yeah. what the beeper means from that movie and then we now know why Ant-Man wasn't in Infinity War because you find out at the mm-hmm. end of Ant-Man and the Wasp that he was sucked into the quantum realm. And there, there felt like there was enough connective tissues for you to, mm-hmm. you know, hold on to without it like upending that. Because they were technically yeah. prequel both of them were technically prequels. I agree. Which I I find kind of a bizarre way to do things, because you got Infinity was. War, then you got two movies that are like Pseudo prequels because they take place like weeks or days before Infinity War, uh, well, mm-hmm. in Ant Man and the Wasp case, and then you know Captain Marvel took place in the '90s. But yeah, it's just kind of a bizarre. I, Marvel could do anything at that point. They were, you know, they could have. Yeah, they
0: were. Yeah. Kevin Feige taking
1: a shit on camera for three hours and people would have oh, watched yeah. it. So.
0: Anyway, we digress. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's let me uh, let me sign this out here. So, if you want to hear all kinds of Marvel shill. Uh, things from me and and hear more uh, balanced point of views uh, points of view from don follow us on twitter at cinephile fit and on facebook at cinephile Hizzy fit podcast also find us both on letterboxd thank you so much for your captive audience and social media participation cinephile Hizzy fit is a 25 yl media podcast brought to you by ruminationsradionetwork.com please visit rate review and subscribe we are also on rotten tomatoes Bananameter and are members of the Independent Film Critics of America. If you enjoyed this show, Ruminations Radio Network has more where that that came from with wonderful programs and interesting hosts. Our show and others are available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.